Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Julia Spare's Moving Markets podcast, something a bit different for you today. Our Moving Markets podcast will be back in its usual format on Thursday, the 4th of January. But today we'd like to highlight a recent conversation that our healthcare analyst, Fabian Venner, had with one of our equity specialists in Asia, Yor Shin Wong, on Julia Spare's Beyond Markets podcast. And they talked about biotechnology. Among other things, they talk about the fundamentals of this segment of healthcare. And they also go into the specific topics of mRNA technology and the number of acquisitions taking place. How do fundamentals of the biotechnology sector look currently? Are they deteriorating or is it a case of lack of confidence from investors? Yes, absolutely. I think there are two points to make when it comes to fundamentals. Firstly, the financial fundamentals are still somewhat strained. Interest rates have stabilized at the current level and may even come down at some point. But fresh money is still scarce at the limited partners and VC level because they don't have the same abundant resources of cash available. So biotech companies will have to operate sensibly and economically and may want to look for earlier collaboration and partnering deals with large drug companies to prevent raising capital or diluting their equity. On the other hand, the R&D fundamentals are very sound. Pipelines at the biotech level are attractive and offer many novel first-in-class mechanisms for acquirers and patients alike. So we've seen the first marketing of gene therapies for hemophilia and muscle dystrophy, for example. Also, personalized cell therapies are now well-established and make inroads to broader indications and earlier lines of treatment because side effects can be handled much better. mRNA technologies offer a much faster, safer way to develop new vaccines that are not only aimed at specific virus strains, but also at cancer targets. In addition, for the first time in decades, we have life-saving drugs to fight the global epidemic of obesity that also offer blood glucose control and kidney protection on top. We have the first effective drugs to fight early Alzheimer's, and we are seeing new mechanisms to fight different types of cancer. So on the supply, on the R&D side of things, the situation is definitely looking good. So to answer your question, it's a case-by-case issue. There are many biotechs out there with solid fundamentals, some of which are very reasonably priced right now, which means for the large predators out there, for the pharma companies, there are a lot of inexpensive, interesting targets to choose from And we have been seeing a recovering M&A and partnering deals over the past few months. Now, Fabian, it also occurred to me that we are now on the cusp of seeing a bunch of results from companies involved in mRNA work. Uh, Since the COVID years, investors have been excited about this new class of drugs. What is your take on mRNA-based therapies? mRNA therapies represent a significant value add for safer and more effective production of vaccines. So if you think about the way vaccines work, they are the most economic, best, and safest way for any medication to help you against any disease because they protect you from the pathogen before they really do any harm in your body in the first place. And vaccines do so at a very low cost. So a few hundred dollars for a vaccination per person have, in fact, ended centuries of death of children and suffering and lots of bad times in the past. mRNA vaccines allow much quicker development of vaccine against a new or established virus than previous technology. 
And the production itself is also faster and easier than the traditional microbial proteins or the inactive microbes. The vaccines have also typically less side effects. That's very helpful. There's also the promise of working outside of the virus domain in cancer, for example. And since the discovery of the checkpoint inhibitors in particular, uh, they're also called cancer immunotherapies that make the cancer cells visible to the body's immune system. These cancer vaccines can finally work for the first time. And therefore, combination therapies with PD-1s, for example, should result in survival benefits for patients. But we are yet to see the first evidence of that, of course. But late-stage trials are on the way. Excellent. Thanks for sharing with us your thoughts here. Now, I want to ask about M&A in the sector, or specifically the lack of large-cap pharma companies have always been on the lookout for targets to satisfy their growth aspirations. Why have we not seen more blockbuster deals take place, given you know, cheap valuations we are currently seeing in biotechnology companies? Yes, that's correct. Why haven't we seen more? I think it's important to note large-cap pharma is still in dire need for new R&D assets, as you say, and novel pipeline products. But they've also become more conservative in acquiring early-stage products. And that means anything less than phase two assets. And that's one reason. Another reason is surely that a lot of assets are already partnered with large companies. So they're kind of blocked for acquisitions by someone else. But we do expect the M&A trend to reaccelerate over the next nine months. Because if you look at the war chests on the pharma side, they are well-filled and bulging. And many of them face large patent expiries, losses of exclusivities over the next four years. So they need new assets. They need to bolster their top-line growth. So that's all for today then. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. To listen to this conversation in full, you can search for biotechnology valuations are getting cheaper. What are the emerging opportunities on the Beyond Markets channel? The usual Moving Markets show returns on Thursday, the 4th of January, but do tune in again tomorrow when we'll be sharing more interesting insights from our recent podcasts. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player.